What's up, Hale State Nation? Welcome into Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast for the latest in Mississippi State Bulldog athletics. I am your host, Taylor Jones. Locked On Mississippi State is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Go. When you go to Built Go, use the promo code LOCKED and you will get 30% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnMissState, LockedOnMISSST. You can also send us an email, LockedOnMississippiState at gmail.com. Happy Maroon Friday, everybody. The Bulldogs getting ready to host the Arkansas Razorbacks at Davis Wade Stadium to open the home portion of the 2020 schedule. And the first game that we saw at uh, Tiger Stadium was a lot of fun. I hope that we see the same thing at Davis Wade Stadium with some cowbells in the mix as well to help us talk about that game and everything going on in the SEC this week. Our good friend Bart Heitch, he's been uh, joining us now for about uh, two weeks now, and it's uh, been a pretty great show every time that he's been on. Uh, Bart, we've made it to another uh, Maroon Friday, and I don't know about you, but uh, in addition to covering Mississippi State, I cover some high school football as well, and I always tell myself every Friday or every Saturday that we get this season is a complete blessing, and I'm happy to say we get another one this weekend. You're exactly right. Uh, it's good to be here. I uh, really enjoy being on the show and talking about these Bulldogs. But it's it's definitely um, it's in the back of everybody's minds. I, I think that every game we get is good. You saw some spikes today here and there, and, you know, why is that? Why is it happening? You know, all I know is that I have I have three quarterbacks on my fantasy team, and two of them are playing this weekend. But I got a problem. Yeah, <laughs> because it's Pittsburgh's quarterback, Tennessee's quarterback. So yes, every game uh, you just you just don't know, man. And I'm I'm excited that that, that bullies are going to be at home. Um, you know, guy, it's just going to be a great weekend. Opening weekend's always special to us. We we kind of do it up, and so we're. Looking forward to it. Glad that we're able to play, and we're going to take advantage of it the best way we can. And I know there's at least two things I want to ask you and get your opinion on here in this first segment before we move on to talk about the game day experience and how different it's going to be in Starkville this weekend and plus everything else that's going on in the SEC this weekend as the schedule gets a little bit more interesting with a few more teams that are, I really wouldn't say equal or playing, but we're, we're going to have a better weekend of games than we did in uh, in week one. Uh, one of those being, we talk about the game day experience. It's the first time all year that Mississippi State gets to host a game, uh, 25% capacity, just like in a lot of a lot of stadiums in the SEC and in college football. But the one thing that you and I talked about, and the one thing that was brought up a lot last week when the Bulldogs went to Tiger Stadium was that's only going to be 25%. And I know the 25% at Tiger Stadium and 25% at Davis Wade Stadium, two completely different numbers. But do you think that not having as many cowbells ringing and not having as many people in the stands is could it possibly help the away team, or do you think that's going to matter at uh, Davis Wade? I think it's exactly like when we went to LSU. I mean, it, it definitely doesn't hurt the away team. That's that's my stance on it, and I don't and I don't see how you know the cowbells especially are just a it's communication to me is what it is. If it's not as loud, you can communicate better. Um, how, how well does Arkansas's offense communicate? You know, 
Felipe Franks is kind of an enigma. You know, I mean, he, he, you just really don't know what you're going to get with him. Um, sometimes he'll he come throw 400 yards in like a Heisman Trophy candidate. Next game, he'll come out and throw three picks in the first half. And so it's, you know, early tempo and how, how the game goes, I think, will, will dictate um, a, a lot of, you know, to be honest, how long, how long does Arkansas hang around? I'm not ready to say that we're so good yet, and I'm just planning on us coming in here walking over an SEC opponent, especially one that you know, kind of messed with Georgia a little bit. Say what you want. Yeah, they got scored 32-3 to in the second half. Um, it's an SEC team. It's got a quarterback, and they got speed. Um, they got a new coach and on the road, and sometimes special things happen on the road for – for um, new coaches and, and new teams. And, you know, it obviously did for us last week. So what we got to be able to do is not allow Arkansas to come in and do what we did in Baton Rouge. Um, so as far as the crowd goes, our guys have already been through it. Their guys have been through it. So they have a little bit of normalcy with it. Um, I don't I don't think our stadium will be like most to where they're pumping music in mm. or pumping noise in. Um, some, stadiums, yeah. some stadiums in the SEC – even some a little bit north of Stark will do it all the time because they have to. Um, but I'm anxious to see what we do with that, and uh, and, and we'll see we'll see how the Bulldogs come out. But I'm just excited about it. I'm excited to be in the build. Uh, leaving or continuing our conversation about Arkansas this week's opponent. I uh, didn't get a chance to watch the entire game because a majority of that game was being played while Mississippi State and LSU were playing, and. Uh, Talking with John Neighbors from Locked On Razorbacks, he was on the show on Thursday, and I got to actually in turn be on his show uh, yesterday as well. And the one thing that he talked about was he said that uh, even though Arkansas did lose to Georgia, which was kind of expected, I think, by everybody, including those Arkansas fans, he said that he was still a glass-half-full kind of guy because he even noticed in the first half and even in the game where Georgia ended up outscoring uh, Arkansas and they ended up going to uh, – win in pretty convincing fashion. He just knew that something was different than when Chad Morris was there. He said Sam Pittman just kind of brings that energy out in the guys, and that's probably the most energetic and more fired up that they've played uh, than any time in the Chad Morris era. So I I still think it's too early to say that, uh, you know, Arkansas is kind of on the rise, but uh, what kind of game are you expecting from Arkansas on Saturday? Because just like we saw last week, there's uh, – well, we've got three new coaches to look out for, a brand-new head coach, a new defensive coordinator, Barry Odom from Mizzou, and then uh, Kendall Bryles, the offensive coordinator. Um, what what kind of game are you expecting to see? Because I know we've got a lot of new faces out there and then kind of a new identity, uh, Arkansas, that hasn't quite gotten to where they want to be yet, but they're definitely on the rise. My scouting report on them uh, yet, I'm uh, still waiting to talk to a, a good buddy of mine about it. I was going to be more prepared, folks. I'm sorry. Um, it will not be like that during basketball. Though. I, I can assure you that I'll be I'll be up on the personnel and the matchups and everything better in basketball um, as far as, like, individual players and what have you. They got some speed, though, um, offensively. And, you know, if Franks, again, he just – you know, he's one of those guys that's like it's it's really difficult to predict how he's going to play, what he's going to do on the road. Um, I don't think he's going to be as comfortable, uh, regardless of whether there's fans there or not, because I think we're going to get after him. We're going to get after the quarterback. One thing that they will do, they are going to pressure us big time. How we handle their pressure up front, their blitzing packages. You know, are they going to bring guys off the corner? Or are they going to bring guys you know, blitzing up the middle? Because they're going to blitz. 
because everybody's on this train that Costello is 18.1% passer rating when he's under pressure. Well, a lot of that was early in the game. You know, when those things happen and then we kind of figured it out, you know, through the injury, we had a couple of injuries here and there you know, on the offensive line. Allen got hurt. Um, so I, I, I don't see it. Um, I think this game will be in hand by halftime. And there's another thing about uh, this game that I do want to ask you about, but I'm going to save that for segment two. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Arkansas game, going to be talking about how tailgating is going to be different. And then towards the end of the show, we'll give our final picks and previews of every other game going on in the SEC. This is Locked On Mississippi State, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, you know you've heard me talk about Built Bar and how I eat it, and it's completely covered in chocolate. It's delicious, but it's also good for you. High in protein, low in fat, perfect for those that are on the keto diet and those that are health conscious. But let me tell you about the new product from the Built Bar line. It's Built Go. Built Go it's, comes in an easy-to-take uh, ounce-and-a-half package. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to uh, power through the back nine, or you can just put it in your pocket to get through the day. That's the thing that I do. I start my day with a Built Bar, but I always end up taking a Built Go, and it keeps me going through the rest of the day. The great thing about Built Go uh, all the benefits that you have in a Built Bar are kind of the same things you're going to get in Built Go. It's kind of like taking that five-hour energy, but you don't have the crash. It's like drinking that monster energy drink with about a third of the caffeine and better, better results. It's natural, and it's better for your body. They come in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, coconut chocolate, and chocolate mint. It's uh, fantastic for you. It definitely keeps you going throughout the day, and you won't feel... Uh, completely drained by the time that it wears off. If you'd like to try Built Go, go to BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you will get 30% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! Bart Heights joining us on the Maroon Friday show as we get ready to uh, preview the Arkansas game that's coming up on Saturday at 6.30, Davis Wade Stadium the home opener for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up before we go into how different tailgating and how different the game day atmosphere will be is uh, this is the question that I've gotten from a lot of people, and this is the question that I feel like everyone, uh, every beat writer, every state fan, everybody associated with Mississippi State really has uh, been asked this question, is uh, K.J. Costello's 632-yard performance um, one, do you see it happening again this year? And two, how often do you think we're going to see him throw in the 400, 450 range? Do you think it happens against the defense on Saturday? I was about to say, if you say he's going to throw for 600 yards again, I want you to tell me which game. If it's not this one, which game is it going to be? I'd say probably um, Vanderbilt. That's the only other time I see it. Maybe Mizzou. I don't know. My, my point is, my thinking is, it's going to be harder to do because the more he does this, the more film that SEC defenses are going to have on him. The defenses are going to be a little bit better and a little bit more prepared. I do believe if we play LSU week seven, you know, week eight, um, that defense is going to be a lot better by then. I think everyone would agree with that once they – because, you know, when you get hit in the mouth like that, I mean, you have to respond. And Coach O, they got outworked. I mean, and, and out-schemed. They really did. So – you're going to see a lot. You're going to see a lot coming at this Bulldog team um, and a lot at KJ, I think, early um, because turnovers are going to, they're always a key to the game. 
But, you know, think about games to when you – if you go on the road and you get a turnover early and you're able to score it, you know, whether it's a pick six or you create a fumble or what have you, you know, it's a momentum thing. It's a – the crowd's not going to be there. And that that was the thing. It kinda, to me, the more of these games I watch, the pros is not like that. The pros is just the pros. Um, actually watching the pros, like watching Aaron watching Aaron Rodgers, just sorry to make this statement, folks, but I, and, and people think I, but I've been saying it for years. Aaron Rodgers throws the prettiest ball, and to me is not the gut, no, but but he is the like as far as a quarterback goes, man. The way he reads defense is the way he, and it's easier to do that um, when there's not people there. So I think KJ is going to you know have to figure out what they're doing early pressure packages what i also think i think you're going to see some quick screens early you know to eliminate some of that pressure some draw plays maybe some shovel passes you'll see a lot of that stuff early kind of like uh, the 49ers did with uh uh what's the court mullins the, the mullins quarterback and, and just trying to alleviate some of that rush that's going to be coming at you because their guys in the back end cannot cover ours um so it's the pressure is the biggest thing for our offense can he continue to do it i think you'll see I think you'll see at least six 400-yard games, I would think. You know, I mean, how many of these leeches? I don't know what it usually is. Yeah, these defenses are tougher, but let's say we get down in the game, we're going to continue throwing it, continue throwing it, continue throwing it. You know, we throw it twice as much as everybody else does, you know, just about. And so um, I think it'll be there. I think the yards will be there. I think the yards will always be there, okay? And so if you're talking about how many points we're going to score and what have you, now, when you play in this league, like when you take, play teams, especially like Auburn, you know, and Kevin Steele, that, that field really shrinks when you get in the red zone. Obviously, Alabama, obviously, Georgia. You know, obviously, I mean, Kentucky's defense is a lot better than people give credit for. So, you know, 400 against those teams could possibly happen, but it's not necessarily about the yardage to me as much as how many times we punch it in and what's our red zone percentage. Or, or, you know, red zone percentage versus, you know, how many uh, – do we have one long touchdown pass a game or, or, of over 40 yards or something? Because, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of it. And this will be the first home game for Mississippi State, which means we're going to see fans going in. Uh, 25% capacity at Davis-Wade Stadium. Uh, haven't quite done the math on what that will, uh, what that will uh, equal out to, but I know uh, 25% at Davis-Wade Stadium is going to be more than uh, 25% at Tiger Stadium and uh, – Bryant Denny and Jordan here and some of the other bigger stadiums around the SEC. So it's going to be there's going to be some loudness there. There's going to be some cowbells there. I know you're actually going there'll to be, be able, one there. Yeah, they'll. Uh, I know you're going to uh, be there. And you were uh, you were telling me about uh, some of the things you're going to be doing this weekend and how you're preparing for the game. So how does a COVID nineteen game preparation go for the man Bart Heitch? Well, I, you know now that. From what I'm hearing, um, and, and a lot of people are familiar with the G-Tom tent, um, just so everyone knows, the G-Tom tent is functional. It's functional this weekend. It's just going to be in a different place. I'm not going to tell nobody where, but if you, if you go somewhere out behind Obie's, you'll probably find the G-Tom tent with the Hall's Chop House flag flying high, both of them. Um, so we got you know a little golf on Friday, a little golf on Saturday morning because it's a night game. Our crew always comes in town. We got eight of us. We have a little game. Um, and then we just go watch football, have a couple of TV set up. We'll have steaks uh, from Allen Brothers. Uh, that's where Hall's Chop House, plug for them. Uh, Billy Hall, Mississippi State alum. He uh, 
that's where they get their steaks. And uh, it's the best piece of meat, you know, I've ever had every time I go, whether I go get a steak at that place or whether our, our boy brings it down here and cooks it uh, on the grill for us. So it's, you know, we're going to, we're going to try to take advantage of it. Um, it's just going to be, it's going to be another Saturday. That's what we're hoping over. You know, I mean, and I know that sounds crazy, but we're trying to make it as normal as possible. Uh, but as far as the game goes, man, I'm looking at this thing here and I just got the email talking about, um, and, and it's it, no tailgating with like a, with like a, a, a line, like a circle <laughs> line through it. Um, the clear bag stuff, they got some new food in the concession stands, but cashless transactions only. So make sure you take your wallet. If you're going to that game, that's some good advice for somebody to get in there. So you, you only got cash where you, a lot of people don't know, but. Parking lot's open at three. I mean, it's just – it's going to be dead is the point um, on campus. I mean, the governor's already said don't come around campus. Don't. So it, it's different, but we're trying to make it as close to the same as we possibly can, um, if that makes sense. So it's just, first weekend's always a fun – just a fun, fun, fun one for us. And, uh, you know, we kind of like it this year because it's golf pants weather. We get to wear pants tomorrow. So um, kind of excited about that. The only thing that I asked Bart is uh, when you go, make sure that you have your mask on at all times because I don't want anybody from the New York Times trying to chime into our show on Monday saying, hey, answer for this, Mr. Hyde. I, I, I don't know if I can do it. I don't think I can handle it as well as uh, Mike Leach did at his press conference earlier this week. So uh, have fun, but just make sure you wear your mask. Yeah, I, I, I'll have it. I mean, I'm going to have it with me, um, you know, pretty much the whole weekend. And I'll be preaching it like I try to preach it on here. You know, it's just something that we can do, you know, that, uh, it, that it's just not that hard. And, you know, the thing is, social distancing, I just went to eat with my mom tonight, you know, in, in, in my small hometown, um, in Winfield, where I'm from. And, like, people are kind, people are adhering to it. You know, they're adhering to like when you go into a, a gas station or Walmart or somewhere and you stand six feet away. Th that's happening now. I think we can add the math. I, re I really, really do. So, you know, we will. If I see anybody peeping from over, you know, across the way, you know, out of the uh, out of the woods or anything. Uh, we'll check them. We'll make sure if the New York Times is watching, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give them a little bulldog flavor. They may be coming down here to get on a bandwagon. Taylor, you never know. It could be. Yeah, it's some uh, sweet tea, collard greens, and barbecue. I think that's what they're uh, looking for as well. Uh, Absolutely. It is Maroon Friday. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about the other games in the SEC going on this week. Um, some much uh, some much better contests going on. I know we have at least two games where a ranked team has taken on a ranked team. And uh, I think every matchup in the SEC, with the exception of one, uh, has at least one ranked team in there. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Bart and I will break down our uh, predictions and those Which games. Which one is that? Um, it's uh, involving a I'm school sorry. from uh, Kentucky and a school from up north. That's uh, that's all I'm going to say I, about just, it. I didn't know. I didn't know. And I'm sorry I interrupted you, man. Sorry, <laughs> but I just, I just didn't. I didn't know. Oh, I'm glad to tell you. I'll be, I'll be glad to tell you which game that is that doesn't feature a ranked team. Um, but yes, that's coming up in just a few moments here on Locked On Mississippi State. Final segment of our Maroon Friday show as we get ready for Mississippi State and Arkansas at Davis Wade Stadium, 630 at uh, Davis Wade Stadium, SEC Network, alternate channel. And... Uh, 
the little tease that we gave there um, right before the end of the break was uh, there's two games in the SEC that feature a ranked team versus a ranked team, and there's only one game in the SEC that doesn't feature at least one ranked team. And I think, uh, Bart, it's only fair that we start off with this one uh, coming up at Commonwealth Stadium at 3 o'clock, Ole Miss at Kentucky. Your thoughts on uh, two teams that are 0-1 heading into the contest? Kentucky in the under, and that's all I want to talk about uh, that game. Next next game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kentucky will uh, welcome in the Bulldogs next week. We'll be talking about that game a little bit in yes. our shows next week. Uh, but we'll just go down from the earliest to the latest. Uh, the earliest game will be our two early games that are kicking off at 11 o'clock. Uh, one being South Carolina at number three, Florida, and Missouri at number 21, Tennessee. We'll first start with South Carolina at Florida. Uh, Florida having a pretty fun time in Oxford uh, last weekend. They're 1-0 in the SEC, and uh, South Carolina not faring well at home against Tennessee. Your thoughts on uh, Kyle Trask and the Gators going up against South Carolina? I think Kyle Trask is not only the most underrated quarterback right now, but the most underrated player in the SEC. Um, he's been in that system for a while. If if you watch any part of that game, he knows where the guys are, are running their routes. He knows what the reads are. I mean, I watched him go to his – it was like sixth read. Um, and when you have an experienced quarterback like that, we no one knows as well as we do just – how good Dan Mullen's system can be if you have a quarterback that really, really, really intellectually understands it. And Trask doesn't get him in trouble, man. He, he's a game manager that knows when to make the right, when to, when to go after the right play, you know, and, and when to go after that matchup. And that's because Dan Mullen's a quarterback whisperer. We all know that. Um, South Carolina's kind of reeling, man. You know, I they've been over there in that East. How long has Muschamp been there now? Uh, this I mean, has got to be his, what, fourth, fifth year? Yeah, I mean, he, he's been there, and it's like, a, you know, my, my question's always kind of been when, when they come up, you know, because we don't really follow them a lot being here over here in the West, but, like, would we be happy if, if Muschamp was at Bent State for that tenure and and, and, and and has the same record or, you know, what have you, with, with no, like, one special year? You know, I know we ride that one special year a lot, but, you know, we were consistently – we've been to a lot of bowl games, I mean, you know, in a row and that kind of stuff. And so, like – um. I just at some point he's gonna have to start winning some of these games, like more than just once a year. But this is this is always one of those situations to where must champ you you're not gonna count him out, you know, of this game ever. You're just not gonna do that because he can draw up a defensive scheme that um, that can give people problems. But I just I don't see it. I think Florida's good. I think Florida's gonna. I'm almost almost ready to say that I'm that I'm that I think Florida's gonna win the East. Um, I want to see the game we'll probably talk about um, here in a minute, the Auburn-Georgia winner. I want to see how Georgia plays in that game. The thing is, man, this schedule, the schedule's so hard. Uh, you got to win these games at home. And so I expect Florida to win that game at home, uh, probably pull away late third quarter, uh, early fourth. Yeah, I see that too. I see the Gators winning by uh, – I'm going to say they win by 17. I feel like that's a, a, a fair – uh, That's fair. Fair spread for Florida, South Carolina. Uh, the next game coming up at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, number 21, Tennessee hosting Missouri. Missouri getting smacked against Alabama last week, which is something I think that we all expected. Elijah Drinkwitz in his first year at Missouri. 
Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, it seems like he's uh, starting to get on the right track at Tennessee, and he hosts the Tigers at home. They're starting to have belief up there, um, and you know it's it's going to be quarterback play for them, Taylor. You know that that's been the you know since T left. You said they've only had a couple of good quarterbacks, um, and you know I don't I've never been sold on Garantano. I, I just never I, I haven't. Uh, I don't I don't think I don't think he's necessarily a, a bad player. Just think in this league against those defenses. You know, you got to be – and granted, he hasn't had a lot of weapons, and now he has a few more. But, you know, they're all talking about this uh, this kid that they're trying to get eligible, that the fan base is really behind, and you know, he's going to be a difference maker. And I think Pruitt's pressing the right buttons. I don't see them having any problems at home tomorrow against Missouri. Um, Tennessee and a laugher, actually, a uh, sneaky laugher. I think they win by 20 – at least 20 points. Next up is our first ranked versus ranked uh, game, and I don't think this one's going to be close, in my opinion. Uh, number two, Alabama hosting number 13, Texas A&M. And I, I'm beginning to wonder if uh, a Jim Bo Fisher coach Texas A&M team kind of reminds you of Notre Dame. There's so much hype around them in the preseason, but they never pan out the way that they're supposed to. Again, it's quarterback to me. I, I think – Kellamon has all the tools, has all the, you know, and it, but I can't commit to them being good until I see him go and win a game like this. It's Alabama, though. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's different. If anybody watched that game, Alabama should have scared you last weekend. Um, Jalen Waddle may be the most unguardable <laughs> receiver in the slot I've ever seen um, and in the open field. I mean, it's, I mean, he, he does stuff like the Deuce David Palmer did for them uh, back in the day. So, you know, I, I don't uh, – I, I think Alabama's really good, Taylor. I think they're really good, and I think they're really hungry. From what I'm hearing, you know, I live over here, and I'm hearing it in Tuscaloosa, man. It's just – they don't have to worry about their players, you know, being in places where they might get exposed to, to, to COVID or being in the wrong place at the wrong time where they shouldn't be. Their players are policing that because they didn't like how that went down last year. The LSU winning and, and coming to their place and kind of taking the throne. And then now it's like, think about it. LSU lost and probably is not going to compete. So now there's what, so now they're even hungrier. I mean, it, they're thirsty. And, and I think it's, I think it's over early in Tuscaloosa. And it's one of those games to where they get up, you know, 35 to 6, and he just calls the dogs on us, those young kids play. Yeah, I like that too. I don't see Texas A&M being able to do a whole lot. I mean, you struggle with Vanderbilt at home, and I don't think it's because Vanderbilt's a good team. And that's you know, kind of where we're going to at. We've got three primetime matchups in the SEC this weekend. We'll first start with number 20, LSU at Vanderbilt. Uh, LSU, of course, losing to Mississippi State. A lot of uh, new faces out there. New defensive coordinator. They drop down to number 20. The defending champs head to the Music City for the second year in a row. And uh, Vanderbilt uh, putting a scare to Texas A&M on the road. Uh, they've got some fancy new helmets that they're uh, debuting against LSU, too, which features the Nashville skyline. I think that's going to be pretty cool to watch. But other than that, I see LSU uh, pulling away. What about you? What about you, Bart Heitch? I mean, it's a road game. Um, I don't – 
LSU should win the game. But I don't know why that line's 20. I, 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 just, I don't know how or why because Vandy – Derek, Derek can – he can scheme. Mason can one game scheme. You saw what he did in the first half. They made adjustments. They made here, there. Experienced quarterback. Kellen Mond. Miles Brennan. Not an experienced quarterback. You go, y'all, y'all, go, y'all gonna get so tired of hearing me say that because every year there's only going to be one or two quarterbacks on these teams that are not supposed to be great or these teams are supposed to be great but the quarterbacks are proven that are able to come through and do that. You got the age of transfers now, guys, and the age of five stars. If you ain't got one of them too, you know, and it's it's Trask is a very 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 rare occurrence. Um, and I and, and I'm not wishing bad on Miles Brennan at all. I just don't know he's going to have to do it tomorrow because that LSU fan base will turn on him if he does not. Uh, but I think this game's closer than folks are going to think. I think LSU. I think this is like a 13-6, 13-7 game maybe in midway through the third quarter. Bam, LSU gets a turnover, a punt return, or a, or a sack, fumble, something. They score, the defense does like they always do, and they might add an extra one win, you know, 24-6 or something like that. Uh, but I think it stays under that number. I don't know what it is now, but it started out like 20. Uh, but Bandy, Bandy's tough at home, man. I, just, I, I don't – I haven't seen where LSU can run the football. They didn't against us. I think that game's closer than the experts think, man. The last game we're going to preview is going to be number four, Georgia, hosting number seven, Auburn. That game between the Hedges and Athens, 630 kickoff, ESPN. Um, Georgia struggling a little bit at Arkansas, but once they finally got into the rhythm and found a quarterback, um, they started to pull away from Arkansas. Uh, I haven't heard who's going to get the start in that game. Uh, What about you uh, at quarterback for Georgia? I haven't. I think they're undecided. I was listening to some stuff today. Um, they have Mike Griffith on, who I really like, on Feinbaum. Um, and he, I used to do a, a spot on the show that, like, he did the same, and I would always hear him. And, like, he knows a lot about it. He knows a lot about Georgia uh, football, and he's a big, big Mathis fan. He loves that kid and thinks that he's going to be, you know, like, really, really special in this. And he was breaking down how, like, a lot of, like, a, a lot of the things, a lot of the stuff that happened early in the first half wasn't his fault and wasn't – and Georgia probably came out flat. If I'm Kirby Smart, on that plane ride home, I'm smiling because that was the best thing that could have happened to this football team in that first half. And then to go in the locker room, regroup 32-3, I think it rolls. And a lot of people, even Auburn experts included, are curious about this offensive line. You're going to find out the first time they have the ball tomorrow because they're going up against a front seven that I think is probably the best in the country. And Auburn's going to have a hard time scoring tomorrow. If Auburn wins this game, they're going to have to get it with like a special team play, um, turnover play. They're going to have to have a couple of those to win this game because, you know, a lot of these people that follow it a lot are in agreement that, that Georgia's really, really, really good and the talent is there. And, and Kirby, you know, Kirby will circle, circle the wagons here. People that are not – a lot of Mississippi State fans may not know this. That Auburn-Georgia rivalry, I grew up in it, man. I been, I went to the Hedges a bunch growing up. And, and, and watch, I remember when Auburn – I heard the story today on Feinbaum. When I was at the game when, uh, when the Auburn uh, field crew turned the sprinklers up in the stands on the Georgia students and the Georgia fans, like for no reason, literally for no reason. So, I mean, this rivalry goes back and forth, and it's always late in the year. 
And the thing about this rivalry is it's always so pertinent to 1983, Auburn's National Championship. They had to go to Georgia and win the National Championship run that they didn't win. They had to go through Georgia um, to do that. And they always did. And then Alabama. Now it's different. Now, bam, Georgia's in your face. It's the, I mean, it's the second game of the year. Man, and you got to go to Athens when you're used to being able to prepare and get better and get. I like Georgia. I like Georgia by a couple of touchdowns. And uh, you know, Patrick Patrick Nix will have to play a big time special um, game, and he he'll have to be the best player on the field all day if Auburn's going to win this game. And of course, our game coming up at six thirty tomorrow night, Arkansas at number sixteen. Mississippi State. Mississippi State looking to go 2-0 and on the year. It will be their first game at home. Remember, if you're going there, uh, wear your mask, use hand sanitizer, enjoy some food at the concession stand. Uh, be sure to bring your uh, credit card or debit card. Uh, that would be tragic if you're hungry or uh, hungry or thirsty and you can't do anything about it. Uh, Bart Heitch, I know uh, this weekend's going to be a lot of fun for you. I know you're going to be tweeting a lot. Where can folks find you? Folks can find me uh, at bheich22, B-H-Y-C-H-E-2-2 on Twitter, Snapchat, and on Instagram and Facebook, Bart Heitch. Uh, my name, that's about all I got. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnMissState, LockedOnMISSST. It's both on Twitter and Instagram, and you can send us an email as well, LockedOnMississippiState. Arkansas comes to town tomorrow to take on the Bulldogs, a 6.30 SEC alternate channel. If you can't make it out to Davis Wade Stadium, be sure to find a TV and uh, cheer those Bulldogs on. So uh, until next time, have a great weekend. Have a fun Saturday. Hail State. We'll talk again soon. Go Dogs.